All right, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, dudes? I'm back uh, from uh, hiatus. You guys are like, all right, Martin, is this for real? Is this really happening this time? Yes, we're back. And uh, thank you to everyone who's been uh, subscribing and following me uh, while I was on my break. A lot of cool things have happened since I've been gone. Last episode was a... early January, we're talking about resolutions and whatnot. And since then, um, things have really picked up. So I'm excited to be back and share all the stories with you in the next upcoming episodes. Um, just quick updates before I get into our, uh, our new guest for today. We got an upcoming show at the DC Improv this Wednesday, February 27th. Tickets are on sale at the dcimprov.com. Um, we have Jason Weems headlining. We got Ian Lara from New York featuring, and we got my homie Eddie Morrison opening up the show I'm hosting. And, of course, DJ Bo will be there uh, on the ones and twos, man. Um, Yeah, dude, things have been going really well. Uh, I've been really working on, like, mostly, like, working on new material, making sure things are fresh for people who come to the live shows. But I think I'm going to start doing episodes where I just start riffing more, uh, even if I don't have a guest. I'll just start putting out episodes. If you guys are cool with that, let me know. If you guys are like, nah, don't do that, shoot me a message in my Instagram. Be like, just wait until you get guests. <laughs> <laughs> like today. Today's guest is very dope. Um, she is an awesome DC comedian. And uh, we've known each other for years. And we are in a relationship. We close on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it up for Bridget Guerin. Hello. Hi. Bing, 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 bing. Yay. Thanks for having me on your pod. Thanks for, uh, yeah, letting me, um, you know, do this with you. So what made you want to get into this stand-up? To do stand-up? Um, I always wanted to be a writer. And uh, I wanted whatever I wrote to be funny because I think that's the best way um to tackle like bigger um I don't know ideas or darker ideas is to be funny because you can't really it's easier to think about something dark if it's also funny Mm -hmm. um and then uh, I sort of like wandered into a, a show um at Roadside Grill in Arlington that was across the street from my house and it had never dawned on me that there were like comedians that weren't famous like I don't know why I just never thought about it (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh you can just do it and it you can just work on it in a small these random people from the bar like I can be funny yeah that was me well I was already trying to do that and it's really hard to be funny without it without um feedback because the idea of something being funny is completely reliant like it completely relies on other people so you saw the local comics at this show in arlington yeah and then you're like i can do that too well i was like that's what i want to do so i was like oh maybe i can try to do that because i'd only seen like famous people people doing like a full hour and then when you saw it right in front of you in arlington you're like oh this is tangible i can actually yeah yeah that's it it was yeah it was tangible and then you went online and you just found an open mic yeah Pretty much. And then what was the first mic you did? Um, it was Kurt's room at O'Sullivan's. It's not there anymore, but mm-hmm. it's a good little room. How'd that go? It it went pretty well, I think, f- considering that uh, it went a lot better than I was expecting did it you to tell, go. Walk us through it. Did you tell your friends about it? I had, Kurt said I had to bring friends. So I I brought, um, you know, my friend Serge. Serge was there. And yeah. A couple other friends. 
uh, I didn't tell some of my friends that I was going to do stand-up. I just invited them to the bar, and they were, because I was, like, too nervous to tell them, I guess. So I thought oh surprising them good. would be, like, a better... You are so I sneaky. don't know why I thought yeah. that that would be better. Um, but I drank a lot before because I was really nervous. I'm oh. not a natural performer. Yeah. Um, and if you've done O'Sullivan's, it's the kind of room where uh, it's completely dark and you can't see anything because the spotlight's so bright. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like standing in an abyss. Um, yeah. Did your friends laugh? Yeah, they did. And it went it went pretty well considering it was like my first my first mm. shot. And uh, I was so nervous, though. I like don't remember anything about it other than that I could like hear Serge laughing. And I was like, oh, OK, that's Serge is here. That's I'll just keep going. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm going to do this for the rest of no, my Kurt, life. Kurt invited me to come back. Uh, so you're great. I did. I did three minutes, and he was like, you can "Come back next week, and you can do five minutes." And I was like, "That's so many minutes." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's too many." Yeah. Did he say you had to bring friends again? No, he said I could just come back. Oh wow. So, um, yeah, and then it turns out it's not that hard to find. I mean, it is hard, but it's not impossible to get time. Yeah. In the city, so I just started. And now you're uh, getting ready to go into your third year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it like now for you? Is it is it better? Is it worse? Um, I mean, it's a lot better, definitely. Uh, in some ways it's worse because I think I'm more aware of all the stuff that I don't know. Thank God. (laughs) It's such a relief. I'm so happy that's happening. We we met when I was like, not even a year in. Yeah. So I was still pretty sure that I knew what was going on. You were so confident. And I wanted to be supportive. (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, oh man, when is, when is, when is the delusion going to, you're like, yeah, this is great everyone's so nice and i'm like everyone is not nice (laughs) (laughs) they're terrible people (laughs) well (laughs) yeah no i i don't know i think it is like you kind of need like sometimes i feel like everything's going amazing well that's i mean to be honest that's a very positive thing though but other times it's like that's what what, i was what am i doing here yo man if you would have met me when i first started i was so i would give i was so happy i know i was like smiling all the time giving everyone hugs and now you see me at a show and i'm like what do you what the fuck do you want <laughs> what are you looking at <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm like my mom's like what did i do <laughs> i'm here to support you yeah <laughs> sit over there mom yeah right. uh so things are like you're more aware now and then now uh you basically get to do all the shows in dc for the most part right a lot of yeah a lot of the shows it's great yeah, we're on we're on uh we're on the same shows a lot and we have to go after each other. Yeah. I think that's fun. Valentine's Day we're on the same you you hosted a show and um don't want to brag, but I was very romantic you, you that night. You were very romantic that night. Yeah, a lot of people don't know it this about one thing about you got the listeners um you have to know about Martin Amini is uh I'm very <laughs> romantic. I know it's we just we just discovered it. It's very yep. exciting. It's a it's a big thing that's happening right now. Uh, I went on stage and uh, I brought flowers on stage and gave it to Bridget on Valentine's Day because she was hosting. And uh, I thought about it like before. I was like, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, what am I going to do tonight? That's going to be really nice and different. I was like, I know. I'm going to go on stage and bring Bridget roses, right? And I was like, yeah. and then I, and then I thought I was like, I was like, and then what? What am I like? What if it's not? What if the crowd's not supportive of it? One <laughs> <laughs> of the crowds like, boo! We didn't come here for this shit. <laughs> we didn't come here for love. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And so, 
that happened and uh i go on stage you bring me up you were like yeah please give it up for the very funny martin amini One more time for my Valentine! Yeah! That was romantic as fuck, wasn't it? Huh? Thought about that shit in the car. I was like, yo, I'm gonna kill it on stage by giving her flowers, and then we're gonna cuddle like shit after this, you know what I mean? So caught off guard. I was. I was really surprised. I don't usually take surprises very well, so that was a real. Yeah. coin flip for me and then i, I asked one of my uh, friends to, to record it i was like yo can you record this because i thought it would be dope to, yeah like, it was cute. I, I was like that'd be dope content for instagram yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're thinking yeah i was like oh this is gonna get so many likes <laughs> so, on instagram so romantic baby yeah and i was like yeah give it up for my give it up for the host slash girlfriend we're totally gonna cuddle later and that, then that yeah. did, i thought that was gonna get a laugh and then no one laughed at that and then um and then I was like, yeah, man, I'm romantic as fuck. <laughs> and, then, and they were like, woo. And I'm like, uh, yeah, man, I date my coworker. Any of y'all date a coworker? <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't like the challenge, huh? <laughs> yeah, man, you know. Sometimes you gotta, you know, take some chances, you know what I mean? If that shit, it is, you say it's not a good idea. <laughs> That's the fucked up thing to say on Valentine's Day after I gave her flowers. Uh, <laughs> and that's the, how the rest yeah. of my set went. So people so. called me stupid. <laughs> and everyone just called me stupid for five more minutes. I mean, it was Valentine's Day, so people's people's feelings are really... You know what I say? Fuck their feelings. Fuck their feelings. That's how I, that's how, that your, that's how I roll. Yeah. <laughs> in 2019, it's a new Martin. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Is that your resolution? Not to, not to give a fuck? I haven't... Uh, talking more shit lately than usual maybe i'm just getting more comfortable but i don't know my listeners you y'all can decide on whether or not i do more episodes where i just talk more shit because that's the mood i've been in lately because i haven't really gotten to uh uh address a lot of topical stuff lately you know what i mean um one of the things that's been coming up is uh oh i was talking to tony woods last night he's uh he's opening for louis ck right now He's on tour with uh, Louis. Did you know that? Yeah, you told me last night. Oh yeah, and so I was like, uh, I was like, oh wow. He's like, yeah. I was like, um, I was like, his crowds love him. He's like, man, they love him. The crowds are like going out, and I was like, man, because they leaked uh, his Park Lawn set, his set, um, that he did like I guess a few months ago, and he had like a joke about the Park Lawn High School, where Par- uh, it was like the kids who oh, got the, shot. Yeah. And um. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, you make a joke about kids getting shot, they'll quickly forget about you pulling out your dick. <laughs> is that is that what Tony said? That's crazy. Uh, I was like, yo, that's crazy. But what I wanted to talk to you about was, because I know it's a very <laughs> sensitive topic, I was going to ask you is, um, obviously, you know, I'm sure you're, you're uh, I know you're pro-Louis. <laughs> right, thank you for <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But what I was going to say is... um. Obviously, it's sensitive, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. what, what, what is the road to redemption? Oh, I don't know. I mean, can we <laughs> at least speculate so yeah. people can have something? Yeah, yeah. Because this is, like, I don't want to say this is uncharted territories, but if it's, like, what he did was atrocious, you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. Like, super not good, right? Super not good. Super not good. 
but we'll start with that after you know after apologizing now there's you know you can speculate like, people say his apology wasn't a real a good apology but let's say he gave out a good apology uh-huh. right what is the road to redemption to be able to do your your art you know what i mean your craft right. you know what well, i mean like what's the timeline what's the appropriate time to chill out he took a year off didn't really uh stay stay underground mm-hmm. and uh now he's d- telling jokes again so like is it is it going to be you know is is it is it fair to hold him accountable still like years later it's like yo he apologized he grew he you right. know he can do you mean like are you asking me like as a woman or like as a citizen no as a uh as a as comedian. a comedian okay but um, you're you know as a as a woman com- you're right. a woman com- right right um i i don't know but i do know i did read an article the other day about aziz is coming back yeah he's, he's like in a similar situation he, but it's i don't think it's similar I think what he did was even not as atrocious. No, I I agree with that, but it's it's still a similar situation where there was like there were like accusations, and then he again took a though break and what then Louis did was like it's way more. No, I I, feel I like completely agree, easier. but I think like if we're looking at um, there's there there's definitely levels to it. It wasn't Harvey Weinstein level where I don't think there's no coming. I think he should be like not ever able. Yeah, to, he's you know, not even in prison right now. I know that's crazy, son. Um, but I mean, I think you can look at what, like how something's handled Yeah. It's kind of like, I think Aziz is handling were you, were you himself. A, were you a Louis, well. were you a Louis fan before any of yeah, this happened? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Would you go see him again? Um, I don't know. What? That's the You're thing. Not I feel like to I see would. I, yeah. I, I'm Are you super fucking kidding? curious. Of yeah. Of course. Yeah, of I mean, I think, I think I would have to think about it, like, ethically How do you first? bounce back from pulling out your dick and jerking off in front? That's, that's amen. I don't think he's doing a good job, though, of coming back. I think he's sort of... Oh, he's going to come again. Yeah, and we, again. yeah. Yeah, like, we know, <laughs> yes. I hope it's like, not. Uh, <laughs> but we were talking about that. Okay. No, but I was, what I was saying about Aziz is that... We all know you like Dane Cook more than all these I guys. I did see Dane Cook last <laughs> night. That's what... Yeah, my boss uh, gave me tickets. He came over to my desk and he was like, hey, what are you doing Saturday night? And I was like, Jesus, where is this going? Yeah. And he was like, he then he just gave me these tickets, so... They were yeah, good seats, right? They were really nice seats, yeah. Yeah, and was, what, what was the venue? Uh, it was at Constitution Hall. Whoa. Very fancy place. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was actually really good. I took Denise. We were pretty ready to be critical. Yeah, of course. Uh, People shit on Dan Cook all the time. Yeah, but he's he's actually an amazing performer. And, like, his kind of comedy isn't really, like, a kind that I would, like, consider one of, like, my favorite or even one that I would gravitate to at all. But Mm -hmm. he's really entertaining. Yeah, that's amazing. And then uh, Matt Rife was hosting. Yeah, Matt Rife hosted. He was great. Yeah. Shout out to Matt Rife. Uh, you can check him out, our episode of Matt Rife, earlier on the pod. I think we uh, we sat down with him early uh, last year. But um, yeah, man, that's cool. Dan Cook's your favorite comic. That's good <laughs> yeah, to know. Yeah, he's my favorite comic now. That's really good. Um, oh. Yeah, he looks completely different. I wouldn't have recognized him if I didn't see him like in the street. It's been like 20 years. but Yeah. I mean, he's like 50 years old now, I think. Yeah. So that's less of a dig at him and more of just me contemplating the passage of time yeah yeah no that's true man it's it's crazy to see the people like we used to look up to and then see them like morph into like a different person what's funny about dane cook is that he was so big he's like the only like i didn't like he was the only comic i knew for a while 
Like I knew Brian Regan because we listened to him when I was a kid. Yeah. And then Dane Cook, and I like probably couldn't have mentioned any other living. Yeah, I, w- I was never, I was never on the um, Dane Cook wave. I was always on the uh, Chappelle side of things. Like when Chappelle show dropped, and then his special dropped, "Killing Me Softly" in two thousand one. I was like, that was my exposure to like stand up. That I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. And even still, I still had never really seen a show, stand-up show, live. What was uh, the first one you saw? It was my cousin when he came, 2009. He did the Bethesda Theater. Um, Your he, cousin was the first comedy show you'd seen live? Mm-hmm. That's and that's, cool. that's what, like, that's what it would have taken for me to be like, huh, this is cool. Because it was at a theater. It was, like, at a 500-seater. And... um. It was just like, and it was a dope show and he closed it out. So it's like, imagine like the first ever comedy show you go see live, your cousin's headlining and it's at a 500 seater and you're like, it's like a, it's seeing stand up in a really good light. And then, um, and then, so yeah, I always thought highly of stand up after that, but you had the opposite where it's like you saw it and then you went to an open mic. Yeah, directly. I saw, yeah, I didn't, well, I'd never seen like a real stand up show, um, and I didn't really know that many comedians either. So, yeah, I think I, I like kind of fell in love with the process of like, I don't know, like open mics and like the five minutes and working on jokes. Yeah. In sort of like a gritty, not at all glamorous environment. Yeah. I just got back into writing heavy again. Like yesterday. Like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I just, decided just decided to write a lot more, guys. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm doing this episode secretly is because I'm trying to get back into my writing. And one of the things about writing is uh, just trying to figure out my new ideas. So, mm-hmm. like, so much has been happening, man. Um, that situation, the Louis situation is kind of crazy. The, I don't know how to pronounce his name. The Jesse Sm- Smollett situation. S- how do you, uh, I, I don't know, yeah. Smollett? Juicy? I would say Smollett. Juicy? Juicy Smolly? Juicy Smolly? I'm sure it's not that one. How, how would you say it? I don't know. I think it's now. Now I don't want to be wrong. Well, I'm like deeply afraid of being wrong about uh, okay. everything. So way to take chances on this pod. <laughs> really, <laughs> really playing it safe here, Bridget. No, I'm a huge risk taker. I'm writing a lot of jokes now too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going amazing, mm-hmm. but well, you that's got happening. You, first step is uh trying to say Jesse's name. I think that's that, one thing you could. I would have said Jesse, even though there's a U in there. Yeah, it's definitely not Jesse. Yeah. You're still not gonna say his name. Je- I would. I would have said like Jesse Smollett. Yeah, but that's not. Yeah, it's, there's a U. It's a juicy. Ju- it's ju- juicy. Jesse. It's juicy. It's probably Sm- Jesse. It's juicy. I'm Smollett. sure it's not juicy. It's a juicy. A Jesse. Why are you? You know what? F- I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. You're just I'm gonna let, sure Oh, you're just gonna is. let me go down with the yeah. ship. Okay. I mean, I think we've been on this. All right, listeners, listen up. On this, <laughs> on this riff too long. We gotta no. You gotta stick with it. You Honestly, gotta, you, I don't think I believe in this riff. I think that's what's what's going on. You gotta. My heart's not in it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't bail on something. You gotta like you know try at least. But it's fine. I understand. You know, you're still like delusional. You know. Hey. You're just <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Did that make you upset? No. We <laughs> <laughs> really have a fight on your podcast. <laughs> I know. When we fight, though, it's like uh, it's not like a a big 
it's a big thing like we uh we just like we like turn around and don't make eye contact for like yeah. an hour well ne- neither of us is an aggressive person I think. oh i'm very aggressive <laughs> right sorry you're very aggressive starting the this past 2019 mm-hmm. i've been very aggressive you have a lot of resolutions that are coming out on this podcast no that was the last episode if you listen to the last episode i did a lot of resolutions with Bo. oh yeah Mm-hmm. we're talking about a lot of different taking the show to the next level been thinking i've been talking about going to los angeles a lot more lately that's been taking up a lot of my uh my mind space going to la mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. flights yeah you used to live there though right luggage Ugh. living luggage there. <laughs> that's, living there that's the thing that you're worried about man like, oh, i'm gonna have to pack luggage yeah man i hate lu- just the idea of uh getting out of my my, my regular routine is yeah. so frustrating yeah i feel that i'm getting weirder and weirder as you get older bruh do you think maybe you've always been weird and now you're just noticing Mm-mm. it more Nah, i was more um I, I i could go with the flow a little bit more like today i woke up and i was in a really good mood and i went to trader joe's and bought like a, a bunch of groceries and i was like yo i'm gonna start i'm gonna start off my week cooking like a, a meal for myself set the tone for the week you know what mm-hmm. i mean so i got like meal some, prep kind of thing no nah, no nah, just like just cook my breakfast lunch but like something that i haven't really cooked before so i was like i'm gonna make beef ravioli and I was like excited. I got the tomato sauce, got the ravioli, you know what I mean? And it got some mushrooms. And uh, I went back home getting ready to like, I want to cook because I didn't have breakfast or lunch. And then my roommate was there. He was wearing like this cut off shirt and um, he just had the whole kitchen. Like he had like a four course meal on the stove being prepared. And I'm like, dog, like you always are cooking something. Why not like stop fucking cooking all the time? You know what I mean? I was so fucking annoyed. Yeah, he does cook a lot. Is that for his new girlfriend, though, you think? No, you think he's trying to impress he, her? no, he just cooks a lot. He really likes cooking. And it's like, all right, that's cool. But, like, when am I? And, like, the problem was he, he cooks really good. And, it like, his, like, I'm trying to, like, boost up my cooking. But I didn't want to, like, put my little stove, like, my little beef ravioli next to his, like, three-course meal. I'm like, all right, dog. Like, you know what I mean? And at one point I was like, man, I'm just going to put something from the, uh, some frozen food in the microwave and heat it up and i was like no nah, don't do that stick with your ravioli dog that's what you wanted to do now you go through it with it uh, <laughs> <laughs> so intimidated and, and, and so no nah, because he, he it's like you know he's like he was like wearing this cut off shirt and it just i was like oh, son of a, i went to my room and i was like 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 I had to think about what I wanted to do because I was hungry. I was like, "What am I? Am I, am I going to cook my beef ravioli Aww. or am I going to cook this? You know, some frozen shit." I was like, "Nah, bro, do what you feel." Well, that happened to us the other day at my house. What we what? wanted to make pancakes. Well, I wanted to make pancakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made plans to make pancakes. I had a then, whole plan, and we bailed on it. I even told the lady at Trader Joe's that I was going to be making pancakes later, and she thought it was a great idea. And then. When we woke up, my roommate was making food and the kitchen smelled like ham. Yeah. So we had to go somewhere else. Yep. Because I'm a weirdo. Yeah. When she's <laughs> like, like smell. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. getting weirder and weirder. You have like hypersensitive smelling. Yo, when shit rubs me the wrong way, I got to ruin everyone's energy around <laughs> me. It's not a It's not a good thing. I'm you're trying more, to work. You're more chill than you were when I met you, though. Oh, I was. Oh, so you're saying I was less chill? Yeah. 
Oh, no, is that something no, we're going to tell all our chill. listeners about me? Not, let's just like go ahead and tell everyone who listens to this how unchill I am. You brought it up. Way to go. No, that's fine. You can tell how unchill was I. Give us examples. <laughs> if you're going to open that Pandora's no, I box. Saying, I was just saying you're more chill now. Well, give us. How was I, how was I less chill? Do you want an example? Yeah, yeah. Give me an okay. example. Um, People want to know things. I, okay. Paint a picture. All right, guys. So here's something you might not know. Martin is hypoglycemic. Mm. Can I share this? Yeah, I mean it's a hot, it's a hot exclusive, it's a hot, uh, exclusive uh, overachievers story. exclusive. Yep. Um, exclusive. Which just means I don't know exactly hypoglycemic the, <laughs> the science of it, but your blood sugar. Someone's adding gets this to my Wikipedia page right now. When you don't eat, mm-hmm. and you get really cranky. Yeah, my close, close eat. friends know that I, I flip the fuck out. So sometimes we would be driving along and all of a sudden you'd be really cranky. Sometimes when I talk shit to Bo, he's like, have you eaten yet? And I'm, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, nah. And then at some bad. point I realized you told me you were like, oh, I just haven't eaten. And I always thought that was like such a dumb excuse. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you were like, oh, I'm hypoglycemic. And so I was like, well, that ex- that explains that. Did you, know what the, did you know what that was immediately or did you have yeah. to Google it? I knew what it was. Okay. I, did I didn't know. I didn't know what it, I found out like late in my life that I was, because like uh, my cousin made me go see a doctor because I was flipping out one day. Yeah. He's like, "Yo, you gotta go see a doctor, bro. You, you, you know, you, you were very emotional right now. I'm not emotional. Yeah. I just like ran out. I was like tearing up and yeah, shit. Yeah. So now we keep. Now <laughs> I got you peanuts <laughs> to keep in your car. Yeah. So when you get upset, you just have some peanuts and then you feel better. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't enjoy spazzing out on people. It's just that, you know, sometimes, you know, I get irritable. Uh, I, I, I gotta, I guess, do a better job eating on time. It's a real struggle, but man. Now, like, now people you don't do. know, like, the, like the struggle of my <laughs> life is, it should be in a book. You could, you could write a book about Hypo-glycemic it. Hypoglycemic life. That's, you know. Yeah. But that doesn't really happen that much now because you know that you just have to eat. And then it's like a very simple. I will say this: I, I've gotten more disciplined on stage of not freaking out. Did like, you? I've, I don't think I've ever seen you freak out on stage. No, nah, I've definitely spazzed out. People know on this podcast, I played some uh, audio clippings of like me spazzing out at a lady who heckled me. I was like, "Nobody likes you. Clap your hands if you like me. Now clap your hands if you." Like <laughs> and then the place is going. <sighs> now clap your hands if you like her. And it was like crickets. They're like boo. And I was like, see. I was right, and you were wrong. You did that? Yeah, it's, that's I, so funny. It was on one of my episodes. I played the audio. Um, it was it was crazy. I spazzed out on stage one time. You? Yeah. Did I tell you the story? Super Bridget Chill Gearin. Yeah, that's what they call me. Super oh chill and pretty Gearin. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, how'd you spaz out? Uh, I was doing a show. You're like you're like hey. I was like, hey, you, that wasn't very nice. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, everyone was like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. That's what happened. No, this guy, Um, I was doing this really small show, like a like Sunday mid-afternoon. There were like 10 people there. And you were like, shh, Yeah, no, so it wasn't like a big show, but I was telling this joke and a man in the front, in the front with a man bun Oh, um, that's God. not important to the story, Hate this guy but it already. is important for no, just paint coloring the, paint the, picture. the picture in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he interrupted me to explain my joke to me Ugh. and I just like blacked out with rage. Oh my God. It was like he was every man who'd ever talked down to me mm-hmm. and I just yep. yelled at him. And kicked him in the face. At first his friends were laughing and then they were like, oh no, she's very angry. And then what I- What did you do? What did you say? 
Um, I tried After to add his man him. bun for a while, and then he <gasps> took it. He took it down. He was like so. He like took his hair. Oh down my! God. You made him take his hair at him down so much. He disassembled the yeah, bun. Yeah, I just started explaining things around him to him very slowly. It was too much, and then uh, and then I was so mad I forgot that I wasn't hosting the show, and I just brought up the next comic. Oh my! It was God. really bad. That it was is only crazy. like probably you may, thirty you, seconds you, of me spazzing out. You owned out, him so hard, he took down the bun. Yeah, I know. Break the bun down. So, All right. Yeah, I was just like, it was Damn. just a very sensitive. Did he point try? For did he me. try? Did he try to like? Uh, Apologize. No, I stormed out immediately. I like oh, apologized to all the comics and then I stormed out. Yo, I had I don't, situ- nobody yo, seemed to care though. So, y- y'all listening, you you might enjoy this story. This dude, uh, two weeks ago, I was at this spot called Town Tavern in Adams Morgan, and I was like, I was just going there to work on this new Twenty One Saps joke. Nothing crazy, right? And I'm going up. It's like eight people, and there's one dude in the audience. Um, I don't know. I was doing some like crowd. I'm like, yeah, man. Um, he was like, not. He was doing one of them laughs, like ha. Like one of those laughs that are like, he was trying to fuck with me a little bit. I'm like, okay, it was weird, and he kept laughing, like, <laughs> like the type of laugh that like he's trying to trigger me. You know what I mean? Like laughing at me type shit. I'm like, dog, like I'm not like lunching. Like you know, this isn't my first. Like he was trying to make me uncomfortable. I'm like, bro. Like in my mind, I'm like, I'm like registering all this is as it's happening. Everyone, it's like not going amazing, but it, like you know, whatever. I, I just chill show. Finally, I'm like, yo, dog, like, what's up, man? Like, I ain't trying to say nothing because you look, you look like you just got out of jail. And his girl was like, how'd you know? And I'm like, and he's like, yeah, dog, you don't want none of this. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't want none of this. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not a fighter. I lost all my fights growing up. That's why I do comedy. He's like, yeah, I could tell with your gay ass hat and your gay ass purple jacket. <laughs> and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this this escalated quickly. <laughs> But it might like what you know, but like, and I'm so I'm like everything is like he's like saying all these things, and it's like he's not saying it so loud to the point where like it's um, but he's definitely saying it to me at a level where it's like he's trying to push my buttons, and I'm like um, all right, dog. So anyway, uh, and I just kind of like went into my material after he said that shit because uh, I'm not gonna respond to someone if you call, if you're just using those words, and then it's like uh, look, man, you're putting me in a spot where like. I'm either going to, I just wanted to work on my 21 Savage joke. It's all I wanted to do. I could care less about everything else. Did some jokes, worked out three more minutes, got off stage. And then the, uh, <laughs> and then the host went on stage, like, give it up for Martin Amini. Check out his show at the DC improv. Uh, when is it? And I, I just, I was in such a <laughs> rush to like get, a, get, uh, get out of there. I was like, I don't want to promote to anyone here. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> and I ran out. And I was with my friend Benji, and he's like, "Yo, what's up?" And I was like, "Yo, I gotta get out of here." And he's like, "Why?" He's like, "This dude, if he says anything to me off, if it's on, if I'm on stage and someone says some shit, it's like I take that shit as like, it's my job to be chill. Like, obviously, if I said something back, you know, I can make jokes about it. But it was such a, a there's no security there, so if I said something like, you know, talking about, um. I'm not the gay one. He's probably like he 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 spent more time in jail, so he probably knows or some shit like that. He would like who knows what he will do in return. You know what I mean? It's like there's not enough like uh, I'm not like pushing the envelope that much where I care. So I'm like, all right, let me just get the fuck out of here because if he says something off stage, I don't want to get into an altercation like you and the man bun guy. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to mm-hmm. get into that situation where like 
you know, he takes down his bun and then he's like, so you're talking about my bun again. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you're forced. To I kick. wish I'd had to fight him. Yeah. No, you would have totally taken him. I'm sure. So what's the meanest thing anyone said to you after oh, a show? After a show or during a show? Either. One person said I look like ISIS. That was uh, that was pretty crazy. Where was that? Jackpot. I said it before in the podcast. Oh, you did? Yeah. Um, that was before Jackpot. I've had people hand me money and say, keep going. <laughs> that was, that was I feel like, a very mean thing to do. But also, you did get some money. Yeah, $300. That's pretty cool. Someone just handed me $300 and was like, keep telling your jokes. And I was like, motherfucker, you think I'm going to just listen to you? After $300, I'll take the money, but you still going to get kicked out. And I was like, get out of here. And everyone's like, woo, 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 woo. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and then the whole crowd carried me out like, Martin, yeah. Martin, Martin. I'm like, someone capture this on Instagram. And he made $300 for that. Yeah, it was so cool. I posted a picture and everyone was like, that was crazy. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> it was a crazy night. Yeah, I was not there, but I do remember it. Everyone's talking about it. You should have been there. I know, man. We have a uh, we have to do dinner tonight with uh, your brother and his girlfriend. Yeah, I'm you excited. Know. Yeah, we're getting Indian food. Yeah, man. Uh, I remember meeting your family for the first time. Mm-hmm. That was like a whole thing. I don't know if y'all listening, man. Like the the you know, if anyone here has had to meet the family of their significant other, but this was a very uh, learning experience because it was like yeah. culturally I was like damn her whole family has dinner together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had that in a long time like my dad's usually like in Iran or uh, you know Thailand or doing something random so it was kind of cool to see like your whole family together in one place like oh yeah. you have like t- 10 siblings so I have a thousand siblings yeah that's yeah. crazy I have six siblings actually Fiona wasn't there are you the favorite child um yes and no who's who likes you the most i think my dad likes me the most Uh dad if you listen to this um i won't tell the other kids i think i'm i think i'm the favorite too oh your dad yeah i'm not my mom's favorite i think she likes the i think i'm the favorite because my dad used to tell me that he's like (laughs) that's a pretty good indicator he's like martin i just want you to know yeah you are my favorite you're not like the other bozos and like part of me felt really good, but the other part's like, why'd you have to tell me while Bijan and Natalie are standing yeah. right next to me? Oh, oh, he did. Oh, that's terrible. I'm like, don't to call them bozos in front of me, because like now they'll know, but now they'll hate me. Wait, did he really do that? No. No. <laughs> I think that was a good bit though. That is, a, yeah. That's I'm work. I was. I've been working on that one. Yeah. I was. I haven't said it on stage yet. Um, I have this other idea about you know how you know you're the favorite child. You ask your ask your like, ask your parents. Uh, what their debit card password is and if it's the year that you were born then you're the favorite i also like that if they give you your their debit card password you're probably the favorite that's true or you're a thief or (laughs) yeah (laughs) um what are other indicators that you're the favorite what are the perks of being the favorite i I don't i don't know if i'm always it's probably a fluctuating because i'm not my mom's favorite i'm writing a joke about that right now about how my I think I think, I think that's where I get my confidence and my self esteem from. From being the favorite? Yeah. Hmm. I'm yeah. definitely I'm definitely the coolest in my family, hundred percent. My parents always say that they love us all equally, so obviously. My it's mom like says a, that, but that's bullshit. That's baloney. Yeah. There's definitely a favorite. 
and it's our job as kids to find out who it is and murder them. I mean, right. I, I no, <laughs> no, not the last part. Just find out who it is and then remove them from the situation. We used to <laughs> we used to argue about who was the least favorite as if we wanted Ooh. we all wanted to be the least favorite because Why? I don't know. That's a dark weird no, I think it was. I, I think it was like be, a. There must be some Irish, some <laughs> weird some Irish, Irish stuff. struggle. No, that's I when think, you look white, seek out struggle. I'm the least favorite. No, Everyone I knows think, that. I think uh, that's my thing. I think it has to do with how many uh, of us there were. I feel like it's because not hard. It's, I feel like it's not favorite, hard. You're like, it's almost like being a snitch or something. Mm. Whereas if you're the least favorite, like you're the you're you're you're, 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 people, you're, you're a part, you know? you're the establishment. Yeah. If you, right. when you're the wow, exactly. so if you're the least favorite, you're like one of the one of the like one of the people. Wow, as opposed to being like one of the. That's a good way of looking yeah. at. It. I I look. I but almost, that's just because there's a, so many. I took of us. I took an opposite approach to it. I was like, yeah, it's not hard to become the least favorite. All you would have to do is like poop your pants every day. <laughs> to be the least favorite and nobody would fuck with you no because then your parents would be like oh Stop no this is the up. problem child something's yeah. what did we do that's true but so, they, they they would definitely not yeah. like you if you kept pooping <laughs> your pants right that's i don't think i don't think that but you took a more like political approach to it like yeah. man of the people Mm-hmm. Not like a problem child where he's like yeah, he's always political. pooping his pants and he smells. Yeah, my siblings and I get we you're get along. You're 15 years old. Stop pooping your well. pants. I feel like there'd be more like doctor visits at that point if you're 15 and still pooping your pants. Maybe then or, they'd be all worried about you. Or he's a rebel. He doesn't listen. Yeah, he doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> um, but your parents seem super chill and nice. You were like pr- trying to prep me like they're like they're a little bit a lot. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you were really nervous, okay? Because you yeah, were you were so nervous. you were so chill about it. I have a complex, and this is some people might know this about me, but I have a complex with like older white people. I'm not, um, even younger, just white people. I'm not I'm, comfortable. I didn't grow up around any white people. I had one white friend growing up. His name was Daniel Norman. We were friends up until like college, and then he ended up hanging out with another person that I didn't like. So I was like. Because we're not friends no more. But that was the only exposure I had to the white community was through Daniel. And he was Canadian. And Those uh, are the nicer of the white people. Oh, super chill. Super chill guy. Nice guy. Smart dude. Played hockey. We played computer. We played StarCraft together. Counter-Strike. Video games, you know. And then, uh, and then yeah, that was my only exposure. And then all my other white experiences have, have been like I either sold drugs to them or like <laughs> <laughs> or uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I only sold drugs to them. Weed specifically. I, I should stop s- saying drugs because drugs. Yeah, that imply- sounds a little more intense. I don't know why, but I think it spices up the story more. But yeah, I, I, only, I sold weed. I never got I never dabbled into, into like Coke or like MDMA like pills and shit because uh, I didn't like carrying guns. That's the rule. If you sell Coke or MDMA, you need a gun. Because people are more are more inclined to uh to rob you. Yeah. Stoners are pretty laid back, so Yeah, and I mean in, in most case scenarios when you're selling weed, you're not like um dealing with high volumes of like uh either the product or like money. In my case I was, but no one knew that to what extent. So I, ne- I didn't need a gun. Right. Plus the guys I was selling to like all played lacrosse, they were pretty chill kids, wore flip flops in their spare time. Not a big threat. But <laughs> If you if I got into the coke, start dealing with cokeheads, they need that shit. If you, someone like calls you midnight for weed, you know, 
it was like, yo, dog, it's too late. They're like, all right, dude. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. You call someone with the Coke problem calls you at midnight. Like, yo, bro, I need it now. I'm like, yo, I, don't, I can't meet up with you. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you need a gun. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I might do that when I'm... St- I never said that before. You never said that before? Mm-mm, that's a good take on it. Yeah. I need to... I'm trying to um tell more stories. Oh, can I share a story? I, I, uh, I was going to save this with the episode with Lafayette, but I'll tell you. I uh, I told this new joke on stage last night. I wrote it in the car. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yo, this is so fucking funny. I wanna, funny in a way where, like, it made me laugh. When I, 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 I consider that shit funny. So, like, I, I wasn't going to... Because I, I, I was like bombing on the first show after 20 woods i'm like fuck i can't do the shit then the second show i'm like let me just go with my heat i don't want to have no no uh gaps so i didn't i'm like so i was like let me do it on the late 11 30 show so i'm uh, going to 11 30 show i go on stage and it's about um it's about growing up in the, my family of ice cream truck drivers and i remember my dad used to take me to work uh when i was like 10 years old and i'd sit on the cooler i remember one day we we're working my dad was selling ice from potomac and i looked at my dad one day i was like yo dad when i grow up I want to be just like you. And he looked at me right in my eyes. He's like, son, you don't want to be like me. And I was like, why? And he was like, because I got a small dick. <laughs> uh, in my mind, I'm like, I thought that was so funny. Because it's like, I don't know. It's like something that I would never say. And it's like random. It is random. It is yeah. random. How did it go? It bombed. Yeah. And the whole yeah. room was like, what? I'm like, why? Because I have a small dick. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that shit today. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that shit was funny in the car. I don't know why. That's like some weird shit that I would never say. I was like, I'm going to try some new shit. <laughs> it's funny because I told... um. I told, uh, what's the new dude that works the door? Which one? West Virginia. Matt, Matt Deacons. Uh, yeah, I told, I, I He's ran He's not it. from West Virginia. Yeah, He's I, from Manassas. I ran it by uh, Matt Deacons uh, before I went up. I was like, yo, dog, I got this new bit. He's like, and I was like, can I run it by? He's like, all right. And I just told him. And he's like, he died laughing. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. And he's like, he's like, yo, you should definitely do that. I'm like, that's so. And, funny. I, and I looked and I'm like, oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, and then I, and then he was like, watch, I, I did it. It bombed so hard. But then I was like, I just like yelled at the audience, I'm like, oh, you guys just want all the good jokes, huh? Yeah. You guys didn't pay. Like, y'all didn't pay nothing for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> y'all deserve my jokes. I write in the car. Like, like, y'all gonna go get the primo shit? Like, that's like be honest. I mean, if you want to see my primo shit, go on my YouTube page and watch my comedy special. It's called Help Me Move Out My Parents. <laughs> that's just based on a true story. You know I mean? That's where all my fire material is. You know I, mean? I mean, if it was the idea of me telling it is so funny to me. It is, yeah. Or the, not even that. But this the, I, is a good story. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I got off stage and I looked at Matt. I'm like, ah, they weren't feeling. It. He's like, hey man, it's not your yeah. night. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. I was happy. I mean, I, I might switch it around, but I'm trying to get more into the story stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember like more stories about like uh, high school and like the, the kids I was dealing with. It's hard sometimes, but I'm, yeah. I'm trying to force myself to like be more specific with the stories. Is that that's something that you do? Like you 
some comedians don't talk about their lives so much yeah you definitely do which i always thought was cool yeah it's like more vulnerable well i'm learning well it's definitely more vulnerable but i'm learning it's my uh superpower as far as like um it's just original and like the longer you do comedy the more you realize how important it is to be original um you know anyone i mean a good there's nothing you know you can write a good relationship joke a good joke about um uber or whatever but it's one thing to have like a good like original story from like how you grew up like that like no one can emulate and that's a very the hard part is is like that shit is hard to like you got to really dig deep and like find a really vivid story and like try to find a way to like paint a picture for the audience that really feel like they were there with you but that's what i'm like trying to work on now started talking about getting robbed more Got held at gunpoint three times. Trying to share those stories more. Um, dating a white girl, what that's like. Yeah, yeah. What what is it like dating uh, a comedian slash me? Slash white girl? Yeah. A Becky, as they say. How dare you? I don't know. Is that, that I don't know. Is that what the people, the young people are calling them now? I don't know. Becky with the good hair? I don't know what that is. That's a Beyonce song, I think. It is a Beyonce song. So, I'm not, don't get mad at me. Get mad at Beyonce. I'm obviously not mad at Beyonce. Well, you should be. I'm clearly not mad at Beyonce. I'm going to tell her you said Beyonce, that. Beyonce, if you're listening to this, I'm not mad at you. All right. Well, Martin is putting words in my mouth. I know. I tried, I, to get, n- I tried to get. I tried to say Jesse Smollett, and she would refuse to say Jesse Smollett. Well, you're not saying his name right either. I know. So, what's it like? I will tell you what it's like. It's like you ever go to Trader Joe's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like really packed. And everyone's like rushing mm-hmm. to get the last bag of linguine. <laughs> yes, I am familiar with this actually. And then you put your hand on it. Mm-hmm. And then another person puts their hand <laughs> on it at the same time and yeah. your hands touch. And you you make eye contact with that person. And it's the person that you realize that like we should be together. Yeah, that's how we met actually. We both like linguine. Uh-huh. And we should spend our days talking about how much we like linguini. We should do a podcast together <laughs> and talk about linguini this entire time. And people will listen and will encourage us to continue to talk about linguini. That's what happened. That's what it's like. That's what it's like. That was kind of beautiful. <laughs> that was poetic. I. Wow. You um, are very romantic. I know people, you announced it at the beginning of the podcast, but yeah. I want everyone to know it's true. Well. They should know not only is it true, but they should also be very jealous. <laughs> Amen. I love everybody listening to this. Um, one more time for Bridget Guerin. Uh, we'll definitely have her back on more episodes. And I promise you, I'm going to start putting out, you know, uh, not just, you know, more episodes of podcasts, but more videos on YouTube. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel because um, we're going to be dropping more uh, sketches. I'm supposed to be meeting up with Lafayette this week. Lafayette Wright, one of my favorite comics in D.C., to do a podcast episode slash sketch. And um, we are back at the Overachiever show at the D.C. Improv with the all-new lineup. And um, just giving you guys some insider information. Uh, we got some big names coming up on the show that reached out to me uh, from New York and L.A. trying to do the Overachiever So. Uh, just keep up to date with like our lineups on our website, theoverachieversdc.com. Follow me on Instagram at Martin Amini. 
uh, and support Bridget Guerin uh, on her Instagram. She has a, a comedy page. What's, what is it? Oh, it's Bridget Guerin at Bridget Guerin. I'm the only living Bridget Guerin. And you also have a. Uh, a oh, new I'm also an Instagram poet now. Mm-hmm. Um, what's my handle? It's uh, Welcome to Bad Poem City. So if you're into like uh, poems or into uh, satire, satirical poems. Yeah, they're uh, they're very serious, um, not poems. Yeah. Just follow Bridget on her comedy page because so, that makes her really happy. It does make me really when happy. People follow her. and, and Yeah, and it does. So, uh, <laughs> you know, support her and her, her comedy endeavors. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, man, keep rocking with your boy. Don't worry. Things are going to go great this year, guys. I have a good I have a good feeling about it. I hope everyone continues to overachieve. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.